Peace be unto you and peace, peace from God our Father and, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, amen. In the name of Jesus Christ who has the power to provide daily sustenance and salvation for eternal life, dear fellow hearers of God's holy word, did you ever notice that sometimes there's more to a meal than just the food? Think of the young man who takes the woman of his dreams out to a five-star restaurant. And all of a sudden, it becomes rather apparent that the food, even though it was delicious, wasn't the main thing. As he pops that all-important question, will you marry me? Or think of the food, the meals that we drop off to a friend's house or a fellow member when they've had a new baby or, or maybe there's some other sickness or setback in their life. You know when you bring that meal, there's more to that meal than just the food. There's also love and compassion and care behind that. Or when we think of Thanksgiving dinner, there's more to that meal than just the food, even though it's one of the best meals of the year with the turkey and all of the fixings and pumpkin pie to boot. There's more to that meal than the food. It's an opportunity to be together with loved ones for a special day. As we review this morning the gospel lesson and the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, we want to note that there was more to that meal than just the food. Jesus wasn't just filling their empty bellies. Through this miracle, he was filling hearts with confidence in who he was and what he could do. And so this morning, we want to take a look at this miracle and see that, yes, Jesus is our Savior, and he has the power to know and to provide everything that we need for daily life but also to know that he has the power to save sinners like us. We kind of are following the storyline, and we already know some of it. Remember that Jesus and his disciples had been very busy preaching the gospel, healing the sick, driving out demons, and, and they needed a break. They wanted to get away but as they got to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, the people had recognized Jesus. They followed him. And we heard about that last week when he demonstrated compassion for these people and began to teach them again. But now it was getting late in the day. They were in a rural area. There weren't any fast food restaurants around or 24-hour supermarkets. And Jesus didn't want to send them away hungry. And so he asked Philip about getting food for these people. And, and John tells us that Jesus already knew what he was going to do, but he asked the question to test him. And then Andrew steps forward and said, Jesus, here's a little boy with a box lunch, a few loaves of bread and a few fish, and then asked the question, but how far can this little bit go among so many? How far can this little bit go among so many? We know Jesus had the power to provide food 
so that not only all those people had enough that they were filled, there were enough baskets fulls left over so that the disciples had something to eat themselves. What a, an amazing miracle. And so what are we to see in this miracle? More than just filling hungry stomachs, Jesus was filling hearts with the confidence that he was who he claimed to be. The almighty son of God who knew everything and who could do everything. It also demonstrated very clearly, and, and this is sometimes what we forget. Jesus is not only concerned in taking care of our soul spiritually, he's also concerned about your body and that he'll provide what you need physically. He didn't just redeem our souls. He wants us to be in heaven, both body and soul. And while we walk through this life, he will provide the sustenance that we need. And this is to be a comfort for us, an assurance that each and every day, as we just sang in the hymn, our Savior will be with us to provide. So you see, there was more to that meal than just the food. But there were some other things we could notice in that meal. There was a spirit of generosity demonstrated by a little boy. He has a little box lunch and he's willing to share it with them all. It's a good example of what we heard in that second lesson that God will always provide for us so that we can be generous on, on every occasion. And I pray that that always be the case for us as followers of Jesus. But also in this meal, there was a spirit of thankfulness demonstrated. Did you notice? The very one who was providing the food paused and offered a prayer of thanksgiving to his heavenly Father. And how often do we pause to thank God for our daily sustenance? I pray at least before you eat, you pause and you give thanks to the Lord. He is good. His mercy endures forever. And, and, and there was also in this meal an example of humble service. Just think of it. Jesus had called these 12 men to be his disciples. He had just sent them out on a trip doing the most important work of all in this world, preaching the word of God, healing the sick, driving out demons. But now, at this moment, he asks them to be waiters to distribute the food, and then he asks them to be busboys to clean up the leftovers. And surprisingly, among these men who were prone to arguing, complaining, not one word of complaint, just a willing, humble service, and so my hope and prayer, too, is as we see this meal, there's more to this than a meal and the food. It's a reminder to us that we, too, should never look upon our station in life too lofty, humbly to serve others. In that way, we not only honor our Lord, but also we help others. Unfortunately, there was also a spirit of doubt when Andrew brought that food to Jesus, and then he asked that question, but how far will this little bit go among so many? And you know, Andrew should have known better. He already saw Jesus turn water to wine. 
He saw Jesus healing the sick. He knew the power of his Lord, and yet he doubted. And we should know better, and we do know better too, because we know the power of our Savior. But how often it happens in our life we doubt. Sometimes it has to do with income. Sometimes it has to do with job security. Sometimes it has to do with our, our physical well-being or, or other things going on in our life. And we look at it all and, and we see what we need and we see what we have and we too question, how far will this go among so many? Well, if Jesus has the power to provide for our daily sustenance, and he does, how does he do it? Well, we can't point to this miracle and say that Jesus is going to miraculously put some money in your checking account this morning while you're at church, or that somehow he's going to miraculously fill your refrigerator at home so you can have a, 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 a hearty lunch after church this morning. And, and we can't point to this miracle and say he's going to sprinkle happy dust on everyone so that he can get rid of all illness in this life and also put an end to the aches and pains of growing old. We can't say that he could do that if he wanted to. But Jesus provides in ordinary ways he gives us the health and the skill and the employment so that we can put food on our family's table. He's the one who can also provide through, through the generosity of others, through gifts, through inheritance, maybe insurance, maybe just a loving, caring friend or family member. However the Lord provides, let's be reminded through this miracle that Jesus has the power to sustain body and life there was more to that meal than just the food. And for this reason, Jesus not only deserves our thanks, he deserves our trust each and every day. But there was more to this meal than just the food. This miracle also gives us evidence that Jesus has the, the power to save us. You see, as, as you go on and read this chapter, we're going to learn that this crowd that got that food that day started to consider some earthly carnal plans for Jesus. But it wasn't God's plan. They apparently were thinking to themselves, and Jesus could see in their heart, hey, if he can feed us all this way on this day, he has the power to do that every day. And if he's able to provide us food every day this way, then we won't have to work. And if we make him king, he would even have the power to drive away the Romans so that we could reestablish David's throne in Jerusalem and be a powerful earthly nation. But that's not why Jesus came. And that wasn't the Father's plan for him. And we see what that plan was in this meal too. Did you stop to think that when Jesus miraculously fed the 5,000, he was winning your salvation and mine? You see, in the fifth commandment, you shall not murder. God demands that you and I protect life and that we help our neighbor in every bodily need. Isn't that what Jesus was doing here? 
he was fulfilling the fifth commandment for you and me. Oh, yes, from time to time, we, we will help our neighbor in the bodily need. Sometimes we don't. And even when we do, we don't do it perfectly. But Jesus did it perfectly here. And by doing it perfectly, he was obeying the fifth commandment for you and for me. And when he brings us to faith, he gives us that obedience of Christ, not only regarding the fifth commandment, but all the commandments, so that by faith we have his righteousness to our account. And then for the times when we have failed to help our neighbor in his bodily need, for the times when we have doubted his ability to sustain us, for the times when we are too arrogant, humbly to serve and help others, he then also died in the cross to suffer the punishment that you and I deserve because of our failures. And then by faith, that perfect, complete forgiveness is ours. And so there was more to this meal than just food. In this meal, Jesus was winning eternal life for sinners like us. And what that means, dear friends, is that by believing in Jesus, one day we will be in the glory of heaven feasting on that banquet that God has prepared for us. And what we can be sure of is when we get to heaven, we'll never hunger, we'll never thirst again. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus.